If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Valley Sports Talk with Bryce Larson. Hear from players, coaches, and experts on the latest news and events surrounding all things Utah Valley Sports. Valley Sports Talk is brought to you by Bout Time Pub and Grub in Vineyard. Find them online at bouttimepub.com. Welcome on in to Valley Sports Talk this beautiful, beautiful morning across the Wasatch Front. Appreciate you tuning in on a Wednesday edition of Valley Sports Talk right here on ESPN 960. I'm Bryce Larson. That's Jordan Bianucci behind the glass. And we are going to get into a ton of of stuff for today biggest news coming out of yesterday the big 12 dropped its football schedule we'll continue breaking it down for once for once some breaking news during the show yesterday and we were able to break down a lot of that big 12 football schedule we'll continue to break down the big 12 football schedule right here in this first segment we'll also talk some college football coming up around the corner and uh, some of the biggest rivalries. We're going to be talking rivalries in the Big 12 Conference. So we'll break down the biggest rivalries on the gridiron for the Big 12 and why those might not all end up on the very last weekend of the year. Why did the Big 12 Conference schedule Utah and BYU early on in the final month of the season rather than Thanksgiving weekend when every other rivalry across the country is playing. We can talk about that. We'll talk about our reasons why we think that is, now having 24 hours to kind of sit on it and and think about it and, and digest it a little bit. We'll bring you some of our ideas, some of our thoughts on that. Another thing going on today, just got news, by the way. I was a little confused, all right? I was a little confused. I will not lie. Today is UVU Baseball Media Day, Utah Valley Baseball Media Day today at UCCU Ballpark. You can uh, follow at Larson Sports, at Jordan B. Nucci on Twitter, at ESPN 960 Sports for all of the latest from, uh, from Media Day out there at the UCCU Ballpark for Utah Valley Baseball. Here's the thing. Yesterday... I was informed there will be some sort of BP at the ballpark, all right? Now, here's the issue, my friends. I thought this was, uh, I th- I'm going to be honest with you. I thought the players were going to be taking some BP, okay? I thought the players were going to be taking some BP today. No, it's it's the media members. I will be taking some BP. Jordan will be taking some BP. Yeah, why would we're gonna the, be hitting some dingers? Why would the yeah? Why would the players be taking? We we watch the players take BP before every game. We, this is our one L- chance listen, to get Jordan. out there. Listen, Jordan. I don't know. Maybe it was like so you can get video if you need it for your creative throughout the year. I thought you know maybe some some video people were gonna be there and they wanted to get some cool shots of these guys. And it's the one time they're gonna let the media on the field to get these types of shots. You could use it throughout the year during the baseball season. I thought that's what that was more like, right? Is that a fair assumption? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Photos yeah. photos and videos? I'm just glad it's not going to be 25 degrees. Our hands would be stinging yeah. for three and a half weeks. This, yeah, that would be a tough one. Guess what you're going to learn real quick? This is, you're going to learn real quick how big a baseball field is. And, uh, and <laughs> yeah, you think you're going to make good contact, and it's going to be a bloop to short. That's what you're going to learn real quick. 
I'm sending one out today, Jordan. UCCU Ballpark. Sending one out. If you want to swing on by, remind me, uh, it was at 1.30 we're, we're hitting the field. Thanks. Oh, yeah. 1.30 that we're hitting the field. So uh, swing on by UCCU Ballpark if you want to see uh, us embarrass ourselves. This is why they do it. This is why they do it. They want us to know what it's like to stand out there on that field to hit some BP. It's and a, they want us to embarrass ourselves no, in front of everybody. Absolutely. It's a great idea. First of all, it's just fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. But second of all, no, like it does as a media member, it's a little harder to criticize guys after you realize yeah. how difficult it is to, to hit a baseball. Absolutely. Yes, it definitely is. It definitely is. So we, uh, you know what? I would love to do some BP and then put the, put the players back on the press conference. Uh, so we can get their criticisms. We, so we can hear what they had to say about uh, the BP afterwards. That'd be that'd be good. Then we can uh, then we can really know how bad or how good we ended up doing. Yeah, I, I wish I would have known that a little bit more. I would have went and hit the batting cages leading up to this one, but we're gonna go in just straight up, just cold, no stretching, no nothing. We're gonna hop on in there and uh, swing the bat today. At UCCU Ballpark. So, Baseball Media Day. Hey, by the way, it's also Softball Media Day. And you guys are lucky. Right here on this program at 9.20 a.m., we are going to welcome in uh, a couple of players from the Utah Valley softball team for the softball preview show. So, stick with us. At 9.20 a.m., we are going to... Uh, have head coach Cody Thompson jump on. Well, it'll first be two players, Hallie Nelson, uh, and then also uh, Rye Bene is going to jump on as well. And we are going to chat a little bit with two of the players from the softball team, and then we're also going to chat with Cody Thompson also. Excuse me, Hallie Morris. Hallie Morris, not Hallie Nelson. Hallie Nelson plays basketball at Utah Valley. So it'll be Hallie Morris, the transfer over from Utah, and likely to be the uh, starting pitcher for this Utah Valley softball team. So they are going to jump on 920, and we'll chat with them the rest of the way about the upcoming softball season. I'll tell you what, they've got a crazy schedule, starting out with number one Oklahoma, right around the corner, too. They're going down to Mexico, and they're going to be playing here in a few days in Mexico, right around the corner. Uh, and so they're, they're going to start off with Oklahoma. They've got like Nebraska, Arizona State on the schedule. They've got an they've got a crazy crazy schedule. So we'll talk to them about that opportunity to play one of the best schedules in the country, uh, at least to start it off for sure. And then we'll also look forward to their Western Athletic Conference uh, debut coming up this season as well. It's those two players new to the program. And uh, then we'll we'll see how well they they'll be able to compete throughout the full season as well. So it's going to be a fun one. We're going to talk with uh, some of the softball players. Get you the softball preview show right here, nine twenty. Protect the Den segment coming up there on the program as well. Some other things we're going to get into uh, in an NFL segment at eight forty five here this morning. Are you tired of the Chiefs? Are you tired of the Chiefs? That's what we're going to ask you about. Uh, we've got some sound that we'll play for you in that segment as well. Are you looking forward to having Taylor Swift at the, at the Super Bowl? Some people love it. Some people hate it. And we're going to dive into everything surrounding Taylor Swift with the Super Bowl, with uh, everything to do uh, with that team as well. Brittany Mahomes, Jax Mahomes. I think a lot of people are a little burnt out with everything surrounding the Chiefs. So maybe some people even just don't even like Travis Kelsey. I know that there's people out there that are, you know, maybe a little Aaron Rodgers, right? a little Aaron Rodgers feud going on there. So are you burnt out with the Chiefs? Are you tired of the Chiefs? Are you, are you rooting for the 49ers coming up in the Super Bowl as well? We could get into that and, and some more. Uh, there's a lot of NFL news going around. By the way, yesterday said it was like a lock for Ben Johnson to take a head coaching job. No. Not a lock. <laughs> he said he wants to win a Super Bowl and do it with the Detroit Lions. Uh, Adam Schefter mentioning as well, had a very high asking price. He was one of those assistant coaches that said, if I'm going to come be your head coach, you're going to pay me $15 million. 
And a lot of those NFL teams said, ah, oh, okay, never mind. You can, if you think you're worth $15 million, just head on back to Detroit and good luck this year. So that, that was part of it. So no Ben Johnson to the commanders as we had previously thought and felt like it was essentially a lock and they're just waiting for him to finish. Yesterday they announced he, he's not moving. He's staying in Detroit. That's a good win for Detroit. But uh, we can break down the reasons why and, and exactly what Adam Schefter said as well in that NFL segment. We'll talk more about Media Day, more about uh, some, some Utah Jazz, some Utah State basketball talk coming up at about 9 a.m. as well. And we'll give you the insights uh, to all of that also. So as you can tell, massively, massively packed show this morning. And by the way, there is a poll out there on Twitter. We decided to uh, throw a poll out we're gonna we're gonna put a poll out there but uh courtesy of the head coach of the utah valley baseball team we've got our first poll of the day and we might have more polls of the day as well um eddie smith threw this one out there which member which media member will take the best bp today at media day bp it's going to be jordan me or ryan pickens of utah valley university uh you can head on over at coach eddie smith you can vote in that one. You can throw your comments in there. I'm not. I don't know if I'm excited to go embarrass myself today, but uh, we're, we're going to find out real quick. <laughs> All right, let's get into the opening banter, and we'll talk a little bit about this Big Twelve football schedule a little bit more, and we'll we'll continue on with the college football segment around the corner as well. The opening banter always brought to you by our friends at Body Armor. Ladies and gentlemen, let's begin the show by starting it. Turn it up. It's Bryce's opening banter, brought to you by Body Armor. Body Armor is proud to partner with Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit whose mission is to build strong, stable, and secure military families so they can thrive. Not simply just struggle to get by. In the communities they have worked so hard to protect in 2024, Body Armor is donating $500,000 to Operation Homefront. Tell military families, go to drinkbodyarmor.com slash operationhomefront. Once again, that's drinkbodyarmor.com slash Operation Homefront to learn how to support those who serve. Let's talk some college football. Let's talk some schedule release. If you head over to ESPN960sports.com, there is a write-up on the Big 12 schedule release and the announcement of that schedule release as well. So if you want the details of the schedule, some of the opponents that will be playing there. It is over at ESPN960sports.com. Make sure you go and check it out. BYU and Utah. University of Utah and BYU have been slated on the 9th of November to play this rivalry game. And on the other side, we're going to talk about the biggest rivalries in the Big 12. And we're going to compare that Utah-BYU rivalry to some of the rivalry, some of the other rivalries in the conference as well as nationwide. And we can talk about how big of a rivalry that one is on the college football field. And we can talk about it from a national perspective, from a Utah perspective, and and what people think of this BYU-Utah rivalry. Because it is one of the better rivalries, but uh, in my opinion, around the nation, there are better rivalries. And here's the thing. You've got to know, like, there are a couple of non-conference rivalry games that are played very early on. You know, this year we're going to have a Penn State and West Virginia game at West Virginia in Morgantown. That one's actually going to be pretty fun. You've also got a Pittsburgh and West Virginia game. That's the one thing I like about those three schools even though that one's in the Big 12, one's in the Big 10, and one is in the ACC, they continue to play those three rivalries between each other, and they continue to schedule. So kudos to those three teams. Those games always, always, first three weeks. Now, those are non-conference games. Those are a little bit different. So we can talk about some of the game, some of the conference games inside the conference that are rivalry games and where they're slated on the schedule as well. But... The biggest shocker for this, for everybody, the 9th of November, BYU will be at Utah up in Salt Lake City 
for what will be the biggest game here in the state of Utah for the new Big 12 Conference, whether some of the fans don't want you to think that they're going to be paying attention to that or not, that will be the biggest, 100% the biggest rivalry game so far this season. And definitely going to be anticipated. I I really enjoy that it's coming off of a bye week for both teams on the 2nd of November. I like the buildup of that. I like the anticipation. That gives you two full weeks, similar to the Super Bowl, to think about it, to break down the the matchup between the two teams. And then I also think it bodes well because both teams can get healthy. Because at that point in the season, I mean, you are broken down, you're beaten down, you're full of injuries as a team, and it's going to be really, really tough at that point in the season for any team. So it's nice to have a bye, and then you can head right into the bye, or right into that game against your bitter rival. That, that one's going to be a fun weekend here in the state of Utah. It's always There's always a media circus when BYU and Utah gets together. Uh, definitely take advantage, take advantage of, of that rivalry, and it's been gone. It's something that hasn't been around for the last couple of years, so it's it's going to be fun to have that one back and back in the saddle, back in the state. So we'll we'll break down some more of the biggest rivalries around the Big 12 Conference. Before we take a break, I want to bring in Jordan Bianucci. Jordan, I wanted to get your thoughts. Besides BYU and Utah being on the uh, 9th of November, were there any other games across the whole entire Big 12 schedule that you thought were rather interesting um, to see, to uh, schedule wise, were, were there anything that was there anything that stuck out to you uh, as far as uh, the schedule goes for the Big Twelve Conference? Not nothing that I, I got to look at it a little closer, but nothing, cr- no, nothing like really insane that I was like, oh, that'll be really interesting. Um, although, uh, I don't know, Colorado's playing Kansas at Arrowhead. That could be kind of fun. Um, besides that, there's not, I don't, the problem is I don't know the big 12 well enough to know, oh, that's a huge rivalry. Yeah. Um, and we're going to learn that, but, uh, no, other than BYU, Utah, obviously you still have Arizona, Arizona state, great rivalry. Um, but like, I mean, nothing, nothing insane standing out to me. I'll be totally honest with you. Nothing where I'm like, oh, I I have to see that game. Yeah, Kansas and Kansas State play on October 26th. I thought that one was interesting because that one, it's a pretty big rivalry. I'm not sure that it's bigger than BYU-Utah, but that's a pretty big in-state rivalry that's normally played later on. Now, both of those teams, now it kind of makes sense because Kansas State, they say they do the same thing that some of the other schools in this state do. Uh, They say that Iowa State's a bigger rival for Kansas State than Kansas is. Oh man, maybe maybe uh, recently due to competitiveness, right? Because in the last decade, Kansas hasn't been incredibly competitive. Even in the last two decades, the last twenty years, they've had a handful of years that have been great. So maybe that's due, you know due to that a little bit. They just haven't been able to compete as much. Kansas has now. Kansas is right up there competing back in the Big Twelve. So. And any team that shares part of your name, Kansas, Kansas State, that's always going to be a big one. They they continually say, oh, you know, it's not that big of a rivalry. Iowa State's more of a rival. That's what Kansas State fans always say. So Kansas State plays Farmageddon at, at the very end of the season at Iowa State. And then they play Kansas on the 26th of October. So they play that one pretty early as well. So we can talk about that and uh, talk about more of the rivalries around the Big 12 Conference. So let's take a break here. Coming up around the corner, we're going to break down some of the biggest rivalries, some of the biggest rivalry games in the Big 12. And we can also compare BYU-Utah to some national rivalries as well and where they might fall in compared to maybe an Alabama-Auburn, maybe uh, Ohio State, Michigan, 
We can talk about that and more coming up around the corner right here on Valley Sports Talk and ESPN 960. It's time for a college football segment on Valley Sports Talk with Bryce Larson. For the latest college football news, keep it locked to 960 AM and online at ESPN960sports.com. Welcome back into Valley Sports Talk. Bryce Larson, that's Jordan Binucci behind the glass. Today is UVU Baseball and Softball Media Day, so we'll be chatting with baseball players from the Utah Valley University Baseball Program down there at UCCU Ballpark later on, and then we'll bring you those interviews leading up to the season of that Utah Valley baseball team. For those of you, for those of you that don't know, Jordan and I do the the broadcast for Utah Valley baseball over on ESPN Plus. Every single ESPN Plus home broadcast for Utah Valley baseball and pretty much softball too. There's a lot of softball games that uh, we're able to get in over there. And so we're excited to go down to uh, UCCU ballpark, get a chat with some of these Baseball players, the head coach of the program, Eddie Smith, as well, and it's going to be a fun one because, and I just learned this today because I didn't, I didn't realize they had put in BP on the list of things that were going to happen, and I thought this was going to be player BP. Turns out it's it's media BP. We're going to go take some batting practice. Um, yeah, hopefully they're lobbing some in there to me. Maybe I'll have them throw one. 90 mile an hour. I, I wouldn't even be able to see the ball fly by me if it was at 90 miles an hour. I don't know that they want to take that liability if, if that one gets away from them as well. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not, they're not getting into that. <laughs> Imagine they just absolutely drill you with a 90 mile an hour fastball and they say, that's what it feels like. Could you imagine if they said that? <laughs> yeah, I think they should. I think you should ask them. Just like, drill me in the back. I just want to, I want to know uh, what it's like. Let's get, Let's get uh, Nick Sims up there. Nick, just toss me a fastball high and inside. I want to feel something today. I want to feel some adrenaline. Uh, I want to feel alive again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how well that would go. This don't know how well like that me- one would this go. This sounds like a mental health crisis. We need to get you to see somebody. <laughs> yeah, I hope they're not listening in right now. They're like, all right, we got to call this thing off. We, this, it, we're not doing it. <laughs> Who is this masochist? <laughs> No, uh, it'll be fun. It's going to be fun. See, here's the here's problem with BP. Those dudes that smash BP and they can actually get it out of the park, I'm not actually. I joke when I say I think I'm going to hit one out. There's no, I'm not even going to get close. I'll probably put. I'll probably pop a couple out to the outfield. Uh, no way I'm getting close to that fence. That That's a deep ballpark. Um, those dudes that can smash it out just doing BP when they're, to- when they're like pretty softly tossing those baseballs, because there's not a lot of velocity coming in, if they can get it out just on BP, that's impressive because they're really laying into that baseball. Yeah, I don't know if, if you've ever tried to hit a slower pitch, but, yeah, there's not a lot of velocity on that bad boy. They put that thing out there. That's it. That's a smash. You could get one out down the line. It's like 305 down the left field line. Uh, not not in this weather, by the way. You're, you're not getting anything yeah. out. It's like 35 degrees. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely not. Not only that, um, I'm not getting one out because I, I can't hit a baseball. Yeah, that that the, might be part of it. That's We're going to start there. That's going to be a problem. <laughs> you could get one out. It's only 305 down the line. No. <laughs> if it was 205 down the line, probably not getting one out. That's what I'm telling you, man. You're going to find out. Man, like, you're going to be like, oh, man, I, that was some good contact. You're going to be like, geez, that's a, that's a bloop. That didn't even make it to the outfield grass. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, I'm going to be, uh, i got to get the propane heater over there, just warm up the bat before we go out there. It's one way to do it. All right, so we'll we'll be uh, down there at uh, Utah Valley Baseball Media Day. We'll keep you updated with everything going on. You can follow us on Twitter, at Larson Sports, at Jordan Bianucci, as well as at ESPN 960 Sports as well. And uh, you can join us down there at uh, UCCU Ballpark if you want to come watch us in Really just embarrass ourselves. One thirty p.m. there at the ballpark. Let's talk some more college football here on the program and jump into it. 
Brought to you by our friends at Odeon Menswear, odionmenswear.com. You can uh, check out their January $99 suit bundle over there at Odeon Menswear and odionmenswear.com. Some college football talk here on the program. Jordan, what did we decide with this poll? Are we going to go with uh, best rivalry or which rivalry is is the best in the country? We're going to go with uh, you know a little poll between BYU, Utah, that we can throw in Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Auburn, and uh, see where those votes start getting tallied up. I'm sure I, I don't know that that one's going to get skewed or not, but I'll tell you what I'm not sure that this BYU Utah rivalry matches up with Alabama Auburn. It, it doesn't. That's the problem with that poll. Is <laughs> yeah. at, at least in my opinion. That's there's no question. What first of all, let's define what makes it a great rivalry. That's the one question because I'm thinking part of it is national, uh, you know, relevance exactly significance as far as the college football playoff goes. You know, uh, now if it's just purely on hate, <laughs> then BYU Utah's probably up there. <laughs> but uh, but I think I think uh, significance and national relevance, as you said plays a large part of it and Utah BYU doesn't have that right now so uh that would lose out um our other option what and here's the other issue too we were talking about best rivalries in the big 12 are we are we so myopic are we missing something because right now I look at the rivalries in the big 12 and I go boy nothing's really even close to BYU Utah um as far as it's just yeah Maybe, you know, just as far as passion goes. I could be yeah. wrong, but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, losing uh, OU in Texas. Now, obviously, you don't have Bedlam. You don't have OU or Texas for the Red River rivalry. And that that tends to hurt. Uh, that's That's two big losses when it comes to your rivalry games. That's why in the next round of expansion, if the ACC Grand Variety Steel gets busted, I think the Big 12 would be very smart to go out and try and pull in a Pittsburgh for rivalry's sake. West Virginia and Pittsburgh, the backyard brawl, I would say, would automatically be right up there, 1A and 1B with BYU and Utah for the not only the most uh, the most vitriol, most hate in a rivalry, but also national relevance and national significance as well. So, unfortunately, right now they're not conference mates, not conference members. So if you're looking at just the conference, I think you got to look at Kansas and Kansas State. And we can debate whether that's a bigger, quote-unquote, bigger rivalry. And then also Kansas and Iowa State. There's a reason why they call it Farmageddon. They were cheating in basketball literally a week ago. I don't know if anybody saw that, but yes, they were cheating in basketball, allegedly. Let me throw allegedly at the end of that one. <laughs> well, what? They were allegedly cheating. What were they doing? Both sides. Um, this was the story of the Iowa State staffers who were filming the huddles, every single media oh. timeout, allegedly, <laughs> That's right. of Kansas State's, allegedly. That was great. And then uh, the, the Kansas State staffer standing at half court in Iowa State's arena trying to get a sneak peek into the Iowa State huddle. And so there was some uh, Connor Stallions, uh, Connor Stallions going on a little bit, right? A little bit of surveillance on each team, and the fans were not too happy about it. So I think afterwards they came out and tried to give an explanation for it. That's why I say allegedly cheating. I don't think anything's being done about it. It's just uh, trying to gain that competitive advantage there. So, listen, Kansas State and Iowa State's a long, long-time rival in rivalry game. They play on Thanksgiving weekend. Kansas State, Iowa State do. Kansas and Kansas State play on the 26th of October. So that's where those ones are. Now, Baylor and TCU, they're, they're rivals. They play on the 2nd of November. So you can see these 
what the Big 12, what it looks like the Big 12 is trying to do is spread out some of these rivalry games so that they don't get buried by either another rivalry game in the conference, if that one's going to be a better matchup, depending on what happens that year, or even buried by Alabama-Auburn and the Big 12s or the Big 10s, Ohio State and Michigan. Because you, you don't want to be, you don't want to have to go up against those, because every time Fox and ESPN are going to pick Alabama-Auburn or the big ones, right? Those big rivalries across the nation. And it's tough right now to compete. Now, say Utah and BYU are ranked, and both of them have gotten to a college football playoff, and maybe they start becoming perennial contenders inside of college football playoffs down the road 10 years. Yeah, then you could try to move that one to the final week of the year and see if you can compete because it, it's worth more net. Uh, nationwide, like obviously has ramifications nationwide at that point. And maybe you get a, you garner a lot more attention 10 years down the road as well. So that that's, that's kind of the idea of having BYU and Utah play on the 9th of November, rather than going head up with uh, those other big time rivalries. Now, the one thing and the one argument that uh, I thought was actually really interesting Should BYU, so BYU plays Houston that final week, if BYU and Houston get put at 8.15 p.m. anyway, why wouldn't they have just gone with Utah and BYU? Because they wouldn't have been competing with anyone. That would have been the the standalone nighttime game. So if you end up playing at 8.15 anyway, you wouldn't be competing against an Ohio State or Michigan. You wouldn't be competing against an Alabama or an Auburn. You would be the number one game on ESPN at 8.15 p.m. Mountain Time. So we'll see. By the way, if that one's scheduled at 8.15 p.m. Mountain Time on November 30th, good luck for those of you that are going to be at that game because it's going to be cold. Yeah, and if they scheduled that for 8.15 Mountain Time, BYU-Utah, no one's watching it anyway uh, east of the central time zone. So I don't really understand the the uh, logic behind that what it would be you know what i'm saying like yeah what's the point well that that it right there is why they probably were like all right let's let's put it on the ninth and we'll get a better tv slot because you look around the the country at some of the other biggest matchups that week and you look around the big 12 of the biggest matchups that week and that one's definitely the most interesting matchup of the week that game and that that's likely the the number one game in the big 12 that week absolutely that game has to be played Saturday afternoon. If that game's played at, if that's a seven o'clock start, even, then we we don't know what we're doing. That doesn't do anything for you, really. If we're being honest, then we're uh, we're gonna send Jordan into uh, the mothership, back to Bristol to get some answers for us. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Call call Kevin Connors. He's our guy. He's he's in there. You're like, what the hell's going on back there, Kevin? Uh, man. Kevin, come on. Tell us what's tell us what's the scoop is. First of all, you put a high school basketball game on ESPNU rather than a whack game that we're hyped about and excited about. You totally dumped the broadcast, and now this we got to chat. By the we way, chat, my friend. Yeah, watching that Seattle Utah Valley game, I understood why ESPN was having logistical issues. <laughs> I never, I never noticed. I don't know. I think I just was tuned into it more after before because I've watched a bunch of Seattle games. Never noticed how dark that that gym is. It really is dark. I don't know how it is in person, but on TV, yeah, <laughs> it not a lot of bright lights. And then you are because it's small. You are the camera is so low. So I did kind of. I was like, okay, that makes more sense now. You know, I was rather disappointed because. After the game finished, I turned on ESPNU, and Sierra Canyon, LeBron James's son, Bryce James, and Sierra Canyon were playing against Notre Dame in one of their conference games out in California. And I realized in that second that Sierra Canyon High School, Sierra Canyon High School, has a bigger gym that's more equipped to allow ESPN to come in and film a game and produce a game than Seattle University up in Seattle, Washington. 
Yeah, that's and right. that just uh, that was just unfortunate. And you know, the spin, whatever you want to say, we we had multiple people on. Whatever you want to talk about, whatever spin came out of Seattle to say, hey, it wasn't our fault. It actually wasn't our gym. <laughs> My friends, this was announced like six months ago. Well, I mean, six months. <sighs> Exactly. This was announced six months ago. You had six months to prepare for ESPN to come in and produce a game inside your gym, and you dropped the ball. I don't know. I don't know if there's that much they can do because you can't get a high angle for the court. You can't. Re- I mean, you could. I don't know how you replace lights and figure that out. Um, and also, I don't know how old the gym is. I assume that gym is really old because if you're building a gym now. One of the biggest things you consider is television, especially as a small school. You're going, wait, we we need exposure. We want everything. We want to be ready. In you know, we want to make it as easy as possible for us to get on TV. So I bet you that is an older gym. I don't know. And uh, and you're in Seattle. You're you're right there in the city. It's hard. It's uh you're crammed in there. Which makes every which makes it kind of fun. I love that gym. I would love to see a game there, but yeah, just not great for TV, unfortunately. It is super unfortunate. The other the rebuttal to that, I would say, is uh, if if there was not much you could do, then you should have known six months ago when it was announced, or when you told them that they could go in and and produce a game there, and it'll be all fine. You should have known that it was not fine, in fact, and that they were not going to be able to get anything inside that building. And uh, maybe you should have said, hey. Uh, yeah, this one's not going to work. Maybe can we move it to a Sunday or something so we could play at Climate Pledge Arena because the Kraken play on a Friday. Yeah, absolutely. Something of the sort and just try and get it figured out. But that's, anyways, that's behind us. We'll see if ESPN decides to pick up a different wacky game this season. Maybe it'll benefit Utah Valley and be able to uh, get back in Orm. But we'll see the rest of the way. By the way, that would have been a, the perfect game to throw on national television. It ended up being 62-61 in a thriller right down to the end of the game. All right, let's take a break here. Coming up on the other side, we're going to uh, get into some NFL talk. Are you tired of the Chiefs? Are you tired of Taylor Swift? Are you tired of Travis Kelsey? Are you tired of everything surrounding the Kansas City Chiefs? Are you tired of Patrick Mahomes continually winning and being one of the best players in the NFL? Are you tired of the narrative? Let's talk about where we're, what we're feeling with this upcoming Super Bowl, what we're feeling with the Kansas City Chiefs, what we're feeling with Andy Reid at the helm of those Chiefs as well. That and more are right around the corner on Valley Sports Talk and ESPN 960. He turns right now on ESPN 960. Get in on the conversation by sending in your thoughts on today's show via open mic submission on the ESPN 960 app. Back here on ESPN 960. Here the music bringing us in is Taylor Swift. That means we're going to be talking about the Kansas City Chiefs and a little bit about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift as well. I can hear the groans right now. I can hear the groans from the, the cars. Everybody driving. They they might have just turned, turned the channel because they're so tired of Taylor Swift. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about everything surrounding the Super Bowl coming up around uh, in about a week or so here. We're starting to get into it. A week and a half away from the Super Bowl, and uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the 49ers will be kicking it off. This is the the number one best-case scenario for the NFL. Right now, they are absolutely... They, they. In fact, I heard they threw a parade when the Kansas City Chiefs won because they knew that meant they could show Taylor Swift on the television every time Travis Kelsey touches the football. Every single time he touches the football, they're going to pan up there. They might do a feature on Donna Kelsey, Brittany Mahomes, and Taylor Swift as well as they sit up there in the box about how their fandom of football has changed over the season and how they have become such great friends as well. And I, I can see it right now. It's going to be a Tom Rinaldi <laughs> Tom Rinaldi uh, type of uh, feature right that's going to lead into the game 
in that nine-hour pregame show that they're going to throw out there. Now, this is uh, this is actually a CBS game, isn't it? So, Rinaldi, Rinaldi's with Fox. So, unfortunately, Rinaldi not going to be able to do that feature. So, we'll see who they throw on that case, gonna, on that one. It's going to be Tracy Wolfson. And, and Jim Nance, as go. he always said, he's going to go, let's go downstairs. Trace, what do you have for us? That's what he says every yep. time. Trace. And, and Tony, Tony, uh, Tony's going to be... Uh, Oh, Jim, I'm living if I'm a Chiefs fan right now. <laughs> oh, Jim, here we go. <laughs> uh, that's a pretty good impression. I'm not going to lie. That's a pretty good impression of Tony Romo. Tony Romo. I like Tony Romo. Um, not to get us off track, but we got to uh, this week talk about uh, – we talked about how much we like Greg Olson. Well, Tom Brady is set to replace him, I believe. So yes. I'm not happy about that. I really like Greg Olson. Yeah, I think a lot of people actually were, were disappointed because Greg Olson was probably, I think he passed Tony Romo for the number one color analyst in, in all of NFL football. I think he does a great job. He does. He's he. So Yeah, go ahead. Well, crazy. How much does he make? Like $10 million? Now, uh, yeah, they got to put Brady in the number one seat because they're paying him like $30 million, aren't they? Yeah, but Greg Olson's got to be the number one guy at another another network. I don't know. I don't know where you go. I would take, well, I'll tell you what, Greg Olson would be fantastic on Sunday Night Football. I wish he'd replace Collinsworth on Yeah. Well, I think uh, I had heard something about Collinsworth possibly stepping away. He's getting older. I'm not sure that Collinsworth... Yeah, I, I'm not sure Collinsworth is going to come back to NBC. So, Greg Olson might step in with Trico, and uh, then we wouldn't have any awkward pauses where Trico. Well, we probably still would because Trico would just be like, I, "I'm not saying it. Are you saying it?" Yeah, and Greg just stares at him. What are you talking about, dude? Greg would Greg <laughs> would give it to him. Greg's hilarious. That's one of the reasons I like him. He's really funny. Yeah, definitely. So back to the Taylor Swift issue. Back to the Taylor Swift issue. Feels like some people are getting a little bit, uh, I don't know, burnt out with Taylor Swift and the Chiefs. Jordan, how are you feeling about Taylor Swift and the Chiefs? I don't have a problem. Listen, listen, I don't watch the pregame coverage of anything. I don't listen to a lot of, um, like, off the field stuff. I listen to talk radio, sports talk radio. But that's about it. So during the game, I watch the games. That's basically what I do. During the games, they're not really showing her that much. So I don't understand the backlash. So And we were talking about it. We were kind of joking around last week. You were like, no, they show her all the time. And I was like, they don't show her at all. The New York Times wrote an article. I don't know if you saw this. They tracked. Yes, this is why I'm bringing it up. Oh, okay, go, yeah. So go ahead with that. No, no, you explain it. You explain it, and then I have some, we have some sound we're going to play that will kind of go a little bit further into it. Yeah, so the New York Times article, it broke down how much the broadcast is actually showing Taylor Swift because it's not very much. I was thinking back this week, so during the AFC Championship game, they showed her when Kelsey caught a touchdown, which I'm fine with. Listen, people, she's the biggest pop star in the world. She is maybe the most famous person on the planet. They're going to show her when she's at a football game. It's it's almost like it's bigger than if the president was there. It's that big of a deal. She's that famous. So I don't have a problem. And she's dating the star tight end. If he scores a touchdown, I don't really have a problem with them showing her for five seconds. Not a huge deal to me. They show her going to break. I don't doesn't really bother me. That's really all they're like when Kelsey scores is when they show her and then they showed her again when they were cross promoting the freaking Grammys. Yeah, they're going to show her when they're cross promoting the Grammys. (laughs) She's the biggest pop star in the world. So I don't have a problem with that either. So anyway, so the New York Times broke down how much time they're actually showing her. 33 seconds during the AFC championship game. That's how much airtime she got. 33 seconds during a three and a half hour broadcast. So I don't, I really don't understand the bla- the backlash uh, against this. Like, it's they could. I, I understand if they're showing her after every Kelsey catch. I would get that. Like, you're like, okay, come on. Like, I don't want to see any fans after every single catch. I want to see more stuff yeah. on the field. But they're not. They're showing her after he scores a touchdown. Like, so it's not a big deal to me. I I just don't look. 
uh, we can get to that sound because I I agree with a lot of it. It's just there's a re like the people that are mad at this uh, maybe want to do some some self reflection. <laughs> All right, here's and I'll make an argument. I'll make an argument. A little bit of uh, uh, argument for and against. All right, so we can see both points of the puzzle, both sides of the debate here. But last night on Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio, the two had this exact same conversation. And it started out very similar, talking about the amount of time Taylor Swift was shown during that uh, previous broadcast. Here is uh, the first clip of Amber and Ian last night right here on ESPN Radio. There has been a lot of weird backlash around Taylor Swift yeah. as we head towards a Super Bowl. I don't like and- it. I don't, I just, I don't fully understand it, frankly. I mean, I don't, like, what is there to, to hate? But I, I guess we just kind of live in a culture where it's fun to hate on these sorts of things. I get she's super famous, and I get that people get tired of overexposure. But the reality is she was showed on this CBS broadcast something like 42 seconds in this last game. Out of yeah, the game she was shown was, only once or twice. Yeah, out of this game, that was like well over three hours long. I think she was shown more than once or twice, but it was still collectively, it was something like 42 seconds. And then mind you, in comparison, they had B-roll of really innocuous things that got almost like crab cakes or something like that, that got nearly as much time as Taylor Swift caught on camera. I mean, it really was a microcosm of the game and everything in the game and not even to count. Of course, the commercials went much longer than that. So it's not like all you're consuming is football on the field. And yet it's somehow that 40 seconds of T Swift that people have an issue with. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's necessary for me to bring back my impression of misogyny guy, but I I, I, I I, I mean, okay, fine. Why do I have to see shows that even like football? I'm trying to sit down and drink my beers and watch football, and I got to see this girl <laughs> with the music that I don't like. Like, that's misogyny guy. I made an appearance again, you know? I, I, think there's, I think there's a little bit of that. But for me, I like when they show Taylor Swift. I like all the Taylor Swift stuff. All right, so that's the first clip from Amber Neen from last night on ESPN Radio. Kind of sets it up. You know, she also mentioned the time that they've shown. Don't know where she was going with the crab cakes thing. You know, not 100% sure where where she was going with that. Um, it was Baltimore. I think crab cakes are pretty big in Baltimore, so that makes sense that they would show that. But uh, as far as then Ian comes in with the, <laughs> the misogyny guy type of thing, I think he's missing. I think he's missing a little bit with that. Here's the reason why. And they continue with their argument in the second clip. Let's hear what they had to go on to say about uh, the situation further. And then you can't tell me that this isn't a real relationship. Amber, they kissed on the mouth, okay? That's a real relationship. But here's the thing. I think when I'm watching games, I think that the I think the networks show crowd shots a little too much. It's a little too much for me. So if some of those crowd shots then instead are going to include... Taylor Swift having a great time. I know who Taylor Swift is. I don't know Joe Blow who's sitting in the crowd with his Chiefs jersey on. I'd rather see Taylor Swift. Like, I'm good with it. I have zero problem seeing celebrities at sporting events. Zero problem. We see it all the time at NBA games. She's really into the games. Show them on the game. Exactly. What does it matter? Showing people who I recognize, because you're right. I have no idea who the huge, overwhelming majority of people in the crowd are. What does it matter if there's a few people there who we all recognize because they're that famous across the world and they're showing having a ton of fun at the game like everybody else? I don't I don't see what the big problem is. It was 44 seconds, by the way, officially, that they showed during that Chiefs-Ravens game. All right, so then they go on to talk about how they showed the crowd shots too much, obviously, and that they'd rather see celebrities than random people. That's where I think they miss on this argument. The whole point of NFL football is the fandom. The whole point of everything, like people want to see things that they can relate to. And I think the reason why people are getting sick and tired of seeing Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and all of these things, Brittany Mahomes, 
whatever it may be. I think the reason why people are so tired of the, them talking about it and everything like that is because for so long, not just NFL football, but college football as well, has been all about the fans and the absolutely crazy circumstances that they go through to watch their team. The blue-collar workers, I think this is more of an issue of, hey, I want to see something that I can relate to rather than a billionaire sitting in a suite who is watching a, a game that's getting more television coverage I can't relate to that. I'm never going to sit in a suite in an NFL game in my life. And you're going to continually show me over and over and over again and continually not just show me on the TV, but then I turn on my computer afterwards and boom, there's a picture of Taylor Swift up in the suite with Travis Kelsey's mom, which then shows, you know, I think this is more of a, we're tired of celebrities in general and we would rather see the dude without his teeth or the dude that has his teeth falling out who's cheering for his team in sub-zero temperatures because that's hilarious. And we can kind of relate to that because that dude probably spent a lot of his money to be there during the season. And he is brave in the cold. He's, and that's something we can relate to more, and that's why we like that. Do you get what I'm getting at here? This isn't much of a more of a misogynistic thing. I could care less if women like to watch football or not. I feel like this is more of a class issue. I don't care about celebrities. Hold on. Let me I get, care about people who are like me. Let me get this straight. You would rather see Bubba in the stands who's missing his front <laughs> two teeth than look at Taylor Swift? All right. I, I can see where you're going with this one. Because <laughs> <laughs> i got to be honest with you. I, uh, I disagree. I would... Uh, I'd much rather look at Taylor Swift. I think, <laughs> like, give me Taylor Swift uh, all day. She's very nice to look at um, and to listen to. That's why people like her. There's that um, There's that misogyny coming out in you, Jordan. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. That's true. Um, <laughs> the No, here's what I think you hit it partly on the head here. I think people are sick of it <clears throat> because, A, first of all, there are misogynists that are, that's, is part of it but the other part of the other portion of people that are tired of it i think it's because of all the coverage outside of football i think it is i think it's turning on social media and it's just everywhere yeah that's why and i get that if it's everywhere you're going you're encountering this for some reason i don't pay attention to that stuff as much so that's i think why it doesn't really bother me or that's part of the reason i don't really get it is because i'm like i'm just watching the games and I'm going, man, she's not on that much. Like, I, 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 43 seconds was that, yeah, 43 seconds in a three and a half hour broadcast. It, I was ex like, I was like, I didn't really, it didn't really strike me as being all that much. Um, but I suppose, yeah, if you, if, if your social media feed is all Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, I can see how yeah. you'd get, get tired of that. But also, like, that's why is that all the thing that's on you? Why are you seeing that all the time? Like <laughs> you can kind of control your what these days you can really control what media you encounter, which is a whole other. You're getting you're getting bombarded. <laughs> you're getting absolutely bombarded from every single angle. I guess it's so. not just it's all of the 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 news stations. It's ESPN. It's this that and the other. Like I I right after that game. I got on social media, and it was all about the cameras were following Travis and Taylor, and the number one thing was how, oh, look how sweet Taylor is. She stepped away from Travis so he could have his moment with Jason after the game. <laughs> Wait, which, so <laughs> I was like, like, what? This is ESPN? Are, These are yeah, this is on ESPN's TikTok account. Well, that's your problem. Why are you on? <laughs> you're on TikTok. Of course they're going to put that on TikTok. Yeah, they put on Instagram Reels. They put it everywhere. They put, that, that's the type of stuff you're getting hit with here. But ESPN's still ESPN, right? You get what I'm saying here? Yeah, but they're not... The clips we're listening to are ESPN radio. Yeah. Like national radio, that, uh, people that we're listening to. The third clip between these two is all about how they're tired of watching the Chiefs play football. They're tired... <laughs> Of watching the Chiefs play football, and they're fine with Taylor Swift sit. They could just watch Taylor Swift sitting in a box. They'd rather do that than watch Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> who might become the greatest quarterback in football history, 
They're tired of him watching football. I'm kind of sick of the Chiefs. I, I appreci- <laughs> I'll I be honest with you. I appreciate how good they are. Patrick Mahomes is unbelievable. I, I genuinely like Travis Kelsey. Going to be a Hall of Famer. I just, and it's nothing to do with Taylor Swift, nothing like that. I just am ready for some new blood in the uh, in the Super Bowl and in the AFC. They've been in six consecutive AFC championship games. And, like, I like them, but I'm, yeah, I want to see a new team. I'm kind of ready for something else. Uh, so I get that. So, but, uh, yeah, I mean, she, she's, she's everywhere, but I still don't really understand the vitriol of seeing her during the actual football game. I think you're on to something where if you're seeing her everywhere else, you're like, oh, now she's on the football game too? All right, this is a little yeah. much. But that's really, get off, you know, like, I guess that's an issue if if SportsCenter is airing uh, Taylor Swift stuff, but uh, but <laughs> they're not really. If your local radio affiliate's playing Taylor Swift music on repeat as they talk about it. <laughs> yeah, but this Feeding is... Feeding into it, Jordan. It's true. But this is, listen, this is... It's great content, first of all. Uh, and also, I just realized listening to all these songs, I'm like, good Lord, these are good songs. <laughs> these are actually great songs. <laughs> so that's that would be my argument for the, the Taylor Swift dislike. Uh, I don't think it's much... Like, yes, you are going to have the... Some people out there who, you know, are a little bit misogynistic, and you do have that in part in parts of um, this issue. I think the overwhelming majority are tired of seeing celebrities. They're tired of hearing about celebrities because celebrity. We can't relate to celebrities. Jordan, how many celebrities do you relate to on a personal level? <laughs> a do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the lifestyle. Yeah. We don't want to be shown people who feel like they're better than us. Who will never? We're, we're never going to sit in it. I don't. Maybe you will one day, and I hope that I pray that for you. <laughs> I personally am never going to be sitting in a suite next to Taylor Swift or Brittany Mahomes or anybody like that. I and I, yeah, no, I I'm, can't. That's something I can't relate to, and I feel like that's more of the issue than being misogynistic and just not liking Taylor because she likes football. I feel like that's a little bit more of a stretch, but I could also be off base and out of touch with that as well. I think that's true for you. But here's the issue. People say that. A lot of people will say that. And yet, what do they watch? What gets ratings? Keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> what are people I'm not going to the I'm not going to the movies. I'm not buying a ticket at the movie to see Joe Schmo. No, I want to see <laughs> I want to see Sydney The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously, that's our culture. So I find it disingenuous when I hear that argument from, not from you, because I know you personally. So I'm like, no, Bryce isn't like watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians. But, <laughs> but I think a lot of people, you know, yeah, people do pay attention to celebrities. They do watch them, whether they like them or not. Um, so, yeah, I don't buy that um, when people are like, oh, I'm just tired of celebrities taking over games. Like you didn't complain about seeing like other like who was complaining about seeing uh brady's wife uh butchkin um not giselle I, giselle thank you in the in the stands I, I don't think anyone did a lot of people complain about seeing uh jack nicholson when he was at lakers games i'm sure some did but not not a ton um i like when they show when i love watching a knicks game because then they show all this like they take a minute and just show who's there I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's kind of an interesting break from basketball for 15 seconds. Um, so I don't I think that argument from a lot of people, that's disingenuous because I don't think it's true. They may dislike celebrities. They still tune in to watch them, though. Yeah, they uh, you're, you're not wrong. They uh, all the other media that they consume, they they still consume it and uh, are right there and, and watching it as well. So I think that's part of it. And then, uh, of course, so there's a little bit of a mix of, of multiple different things that are going in uh, there into that and, and that whole argument as well. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's our NFL segment, uh, all about uh, the one and only Taylor Swift. And we'll see, uh, we'll see how much the ratings are bumped for the Super Bowl. You know that the NFL is so happy oh. to have Taylor Swift there because now – you can reach out to those people who do watch 
keeping up with the Kardashians, who do watch The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and do like the celebrity entertainment that way as well. And you can capture that audience, and it, it's going to be massive. The ratings are going to be huge. Oh, it's it's going to be insane. It'll be. I will be shocked if it's not the uh, most watched Super Bowl of all time. I think it will. It's going to shatter records. Um, this is again, though. This goes back to my argument. Really, you don't like celebr you don't like celebrities. People don't really want to watch that with their football. Then why do why the hell do they have a thirty minute halftime show during the Super Bowl? Why was why was it's so bad? It's so listen. I don't like it. I love I loved Prince. I love a few artists. Prince was incredible. Springsteen was awesome. Um, Tom Petty was good. Beyonce was good. I liked Beyonce. Um, other than that, not a huge fan of the halftime show, but. Why do they have the freaking rock out there? Remember when the Bengals played the Rams? He was in the middle of the field with a microphone as the players were getting yes. ready to kick the ball off. That and then he gave like a speech. So <laughs> stupid. It was so stupid. It drove me uh, insane. See, that, see? Yes. this is what I'm saying. But Taylor, Jordan, this is what I'm saying. Yes, but Taylor Swift isn't on the field going, let's kick it off. She's like, if they showed the rock in the stands... <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. I'm like, yeah, the, the Rock is there. That's cool. Yeah. But that's why I dislike – that's why the Super Bowl isn't that uh, much uh, – like it, the Super Bowl does drive me nuts because of all the other stuff. By the way, we just got to get an ID and you're listening to Valley Sports Talk on ESPN 960 KOVO Provo. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong on that one. That was so bad. Bruce Buffer doing the Are You Ready to so Rumble or whatever. Like, shut, yeah. shut up. Just kick the so, ball. See, I think in general, I think in general, the theatrics and everything that they've done with the NFL have made fans mad. But it doesn't matter because guess what? They keep on coming back. But Bryce, I don't. So it's your own. It's your own fault. It's your own fault. I think you watched that game on Peacock, and now they're going to put it all on streaming system, <laughs> streaming services. You keep watching the Super Bowl. They're going to continue to put those celebrities out there because that's just it helps them with their whatever they're trying to do. Yeah, but Bryce, you and I are annoyed at the Rock being on the field before kickoff because we love we love football, but no one else like it's they have us the diehard football fans who are annoyed at that and just want to see a game. They have us. We're not going anywhere. So they're getting every everybody else apparently likes it because they're tuning in for it. And if they didn't yeah. like it, if people were sick of Taylor Swift and were tuning out because of her, they wouldn't show her. Instead, we're getting right. record ratings. Yeah. You know, uh, on that Nickelodeon, there's a Nickelodeon uh, stream. And on the Nickelodeon stream, they they put a Taylor Swift camera on <laughs> that was literally just stayed on Taylor Swift the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. That I yeah. feel bad for her, to be totally honest with you. I can't imagine... Yeah, that would... Like watching a game, just she just wants to watch the game, and <laughs> and you like have to be aware that oh no, I have a camera that's dedicated to me on Nickelodeon. Like everyone will see yeah. everything I'm doing, everything I say. Have you noticed Seriously. that when she just wants to talk to her friend or like Kelsey's mom, she has to, she covers her mouth so like yes we can't got to do that one. That's insane. That's in that's just a, just like you're on the mound at that point, right? Yeah, Nobody, yeah. you can't you got to put the glove. Yeah, over the face, so nobody can tell what you're what you're saying. But yeah, that's it's a horrible way. That's to exactly, live. yeah. She no, should, that you're right. She should wear a catcher's uh, mitt just all the time and just pull that up just, whenever she needs to talk. Yeah, just throw the mask back on like it's 2020. <laughs> That'll cover cover it. You don't have to put your hand up. There you go. All right, uh, let's take a break here, shall we? I think that's 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 enough with the uh, the NFL talk for today. Um, by the way, we'll get back to talking a little bit about the coaching search tomorrow. We're going to wait and see. There will be some more news. They've, look, these two teams have to hire somebody. Is it going to be Dan Quinn? Is it going to be uh, – there could be uh, – what's the defensive coordinator for the Panthers now? Ivero? Yeah, by rule, they have his to name. hire somebody. <laughs> yeah, by, they have to. They have to. And also, the Senior Bowl is going on right now in Mobile, Alabama. So what's going on? Like, How are those teams that don't have head coaches – what are they doing with the Senior Bowl? And because every single NFL team's down there right now, talking to specific draft prospects, uh, things have to be happening. So something's going to be put in place. Either if it's not today at 10 a.m. Mountain Time, it's going to be tomorrow 10 a.m. Mountain Time. So 
just wait and uh, and you'll see. Just watch for those uh, Adam Schefter bombs out there on Twitter, and you're going to see someone's probably going to get hired today. Yesterday we thought it was going to be Ben Johnson. It's not Ben Johnson. He said, no, unless you pay me $15 million, I'm staying here. I want to win a Super Bowl with the Lions. It's a win for the Lions, and uh, that's a, that's an L. That's a big L for the Commanders and the Seahawks as well. We'll take a break here. Coming up on the other side, we'll talk a little bit more about Media Day. Utah Jazz ended up losing, and Utah State is still on a roll with another win over San Jose State last night up in the spectrum. We'll talk about that and more before we get out to the Utah Valley softball preview and chat a little bit with the members of the Utah Valley softball team coming up around the corner right here on Valley Sports Talk and ESPN 960. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.